0: This is from Chaos to Peace with Connie, episode number 41. Improve your mindset with Paul Fortune! Welcome back everyone. How are you doing? This is episode number 41 of the From Chaos to Peace podcast, where you learn how a few minutes a day keeps the chaos away. Thank you so much for allowing me back into your ears. So this is another special kind of bonus episode. As you know, usually I release a new episode every Monday, but in September already I published an extra episode on the last day of the month and I'm doing the same this month. And the reason is that my goal is to have 50 published podcast episodes by the end of 2020 and so I have to sneak in a few extra ones to reach that goal. So, this airs on the 31st of October 2020, but if you think that this episode has anything to do with Halloween, you are completely wrong. As we are heading into winter here on the north half of the earth and possibly into a second wave of the corona pandemic, we all can use some help with improving our mindset, I was thinking. Also, because I for sure could use some improving of my mindset. That's why I have Paul Fortune on the show today. Paul is a mindset coach and helps us focus on goals and gratitude. He was born with cerebral palsy and we talk about how he learned to walk at the age of three, thanks to his mom, even though the doctors had told her that he would never walk and spend his life in a wheelchair. We also talk about how he overcame the bullying and teasing in school and how eventually got the bullies to start rooting for him. He's able to live a very active life now and he shares, as a mindset coach, these struggles that he went through with his clients all in order to help them with their personal struggles. So without further ado, let's jump into this conversation with Paul Fortune. Welcome, Paul. I'm excited to have you on my podcast. How are you today?
1: I'm well, Connie. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to talk with you today.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too. I scrolled your website a little bit and I saw all kinds of cool information. But uh, before we dive into all of this, tell us a little bit about you. Who are you like as a person
1: you know, as a person, I, I'm somebody that 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 really cares about other people and want to bring them up. Um, I consider myself a type of an underdog type of person who had to go through a lot of adversity, especially as a as a child, and um, so I I'm very sensitive to people who are trying to make something really big out of their life uh, whether in their career whether that be in their life with travel, relationships. Um, I really want to pull people up if I can because I, I, I you know I had a lot of struggles as a kid and um, I want everybody to succeed in whatever they want to su- succeed in so I want to be that helpful hand.
0: Helpful hand. That's that's beautiful. Yeah, I did read on your website about how you love the underdog story because you were an underdog. And um, so I can relate because I didn't have it too easy either when I was younger. So I can totally relate to your story. I didn't have such a, a harsh one maybe, but yeah, but still, I, um, it's, it's beautiful when you say you want to help people. And I also read you, say, you said you were able to ignore the negative voices early on. And I find that quite um, amazing that as a child, you could do that. Um, how, how did you do that? Or how did you figure that out that you can do that? Ignore the negative surrounding voices?
1: Well, may I, may I tell my story a little bit and that, that will kind of Shed some sure, light on that, that question. Yeah. Okay, actually, yeah. okay. So for your viewers, I was diagnosed as an infant with something called cerebral palsy. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's, it, it's normally at labor and it's lack of oxygen at the brain at labor and it could cause paralyzation and uh, poor speech to one side of the body. And it's actually a permanent uh, disability. And apparently, in my case, the doctor said it was so severe that I would never be able to walk and that I should be uh, used to getting to be in a wheelchair because that's going to be my life. Um, well, thank goodness for a great mom. Uh, she didn't just take that diagnosis and run with it. She got a second, third, fourth opinion. Finally found somebody that was willing to help me. And that's basically how, where my journey began. I was doing physical therapy pretty much every single day. Um, And I was able to defy the doctors. uh, When I was three, I was able to walk. I mean, I really don't remember that. But obviously, that's a great feat that I was able to walk when the doctors told me that I wouldn't be able to. But I do remember being put in soccer as a young uh, boy around five and um, felt a little defeated, uh, to be honest with you, because I could only run 25 to 50 yards, basically to the light post and back. And these other kids are running laps around the, uh, around the field and actually playing soccer. And I felt so defeated that my dad had to tell the coach, hey, my boy can barely run to the light post and back. That's basically all he can do. Um, and wanting to quit playing soccer because I was like, dude, I'm, I'm making myself look like a fool here. Uh, And I wanted to quit, but my mom told me, no, um, if you don't want to play soccer anymore, that's fine. But you have to honor your commitments. We signed up for this soccer season. So we need to honor that. So that's basically how my mantra was going forward is honoring my commitments. And that was a lot to do with my mom. But I did get a break um, when I was around six or seven. I, I was able to get some surgery on my right foot to tighten up the tendons in my right foot to give me a little more spring in my step and not feel the pain as much when i when i ran and i didn't test it out yet but i switched schools around that same time and i remember the first day of uh, pe physical education um we did our stretches and the teacher told us to run a lap and i'm thinking to myself here we go again i'm gonna run 25 to 50 yards and these kids are gonna know that that's all i can do and the teasing is gonna start again But because my surgery was different, I went past the point where I'm normally stopping and I was keeping up with the other kids. And I remember saying to myself, come on, Paul, keep going, bud. You got this. You got this. And I finished the lap with the other kids. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Finally, the first time in my life that I was just one of the kids and I didn't stand out. And um, things did get easier for me, but I wouldn't consider them easy. I remember – changing schools again in junior high and being a new kid with no disability uh, in junior high is tough. But adding that to being the new kid plus having a disability, it was brutal. I was bullied, teased every single day. It was so hard. I remember going in my room crying at night going, why me, why do I have to be different? Why can't I be just one of the other kids? Um, And then around that same time, I was raised Catholic, so my mom wanted me to go to a Catholic high school. So I had to take an assessment test uh, to see where I was at, you know, going to high school. And apparently, I guess I didn't do well on the test. And the principal told my my mother that, um, you know, we'll, we'll get him into the school, but, you know, don't expect much out of him. He's not college material. After one test, uh, the principal said that. So I had that plus the bullying. So I was really down. Uh, quite a bit. And I remember midway through my eighth grade, I was just sick of feeling angry and sad anymore. I didn't want to feel that way anymore. So I thought to myself, what could I do to distract myself from feeling these feelings? And I thought to myself, what if I set a goal for myself? So I just focused in on the goal and not uh, um, worry about the negative noise that I was getting from, you know, these other kids teasing me. So I thought, well, what should my goal be? And I, at the time I really, really, really enjoyed baseball. So I thought to myself, why don't I set a goal to make my varsity baseball team in high school? So from then on, I was playing fall ball, winter ball, spring ball, and if I wasn't doing that, I was throwing a tennis ball against the wall, doing that over and over again. And the great thing about me starting this journey about you know, pursuing this goal about baseball, I started carrying myself differently. I, my shoulders back, my head forward, my, my, my mindset was changing. I was becoming a different person and people around me saw the difference in me. And, and rather than bullying and teasing me anymore, they started rooting for me. They started wanting me to become, you know, this varsity baseball player. And I'm happy to say that I was I was able to become a varsity baseball player, my junior and senior year graduated. And then I had my other chip on my shoulder. All right. I had this principal that said I was not college material. Well, I, I really didn't do that great in high school, but just kind of made it, kind of had that mindset, you know, oh, you know, I'm not college material. But then I thought to myself, you know, when I graduated and I, I had this goal about making my varsity baseball team, I said, if I can do that, why can't I be college material? So then I just started, I just went to a community college because that, that, you know, that's basically all my grades would allow me to go to, so community college. And I just stepped it up. You know, I I went from a 2.0 GPA all the way to 3.5. Transferred to Cal State Fullerton, graduated from there, and then and I'm th- now I'm like, well, what do I do now? I have no life experience. I have no idea what I want to do. I'm 22, 23 years er, years old. So I had a family friend who was a, a high up executive at at a mortgage company, and I'm like, he's like, why don't you try that? I'm like, okay, I tried it, and actually was really really good at it. Um, and really enjoyed it for a long time. But then 2008, 2009 hit and the economy changed and the government put these regulations on on us, uh, some of it rightfully so, some of it a little over the top. Uh, For instance, I had to say my mortgage license number when I spoke to a client. And if I didn't say my mortgage license number, I could get in trouble because they would have these secret shoppers that would try to fool you. And rather than Worrying about what the client wanted. I started thinking to myself, oh, did I say my mortgage license number? Just say this. Did I say that? Because I didn't want to get fired. So I wasn't even worried about what the client wanted anymore. I was just thinking about what I had to hit on my cues. And I remember about five or six years ago, I had, um, uh, they had they brought in this motivational speaker to, to pump up the sales team. And the guy blew me away. The guy was so awesome. So I made a point to go talk to him after to tell him how great of the presentation he did. And he I started picking his brain a little bit. And he told me he was also a life coach. I'm like, a life coach? What is that? And he told me exactly what that was. I'm like, maybe that's what I should be doing. So I got my coaching certificate, and I just put it out in the universe that I wanted to be a coach. And I kind of started doing the mortgage and the coaching at the same time. And then I made the leap of faith to just do the coaching now, and that's what I'm doing full-time now. And now that's where I'm here talking with you.
0: Yeah, that's an awesome story. And, and, and it's amazing how the – what people say to you when you were a child, it, there's basically two ways where you could go. You could believe them and then kind of not live up to your potential, or you can be like you actually finding a way and, and uh, proving them wrong, which must feel really good. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It it, de- it definitely did. I mean, it, it wasn't easy at all, but uh, looking back, it, it really, really defined who I am today. So um I don't have any regrets about it
0: yeah well no and that's basically what what makes your strength no like because if it would have been too easy then you wouldn't be able to um help your your clients or um or your friends or whoever you want to help as well and so you're now um would you call yourself now a mindset coach or a life coach or how do you call yourself? yeah i call else?
1: myself a mindset coach but i mean that's on the vein of being a life coach yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when I help my clients, I always say too, it has a lot to do with mindset. Like when we're um, dealing with clutter, (laughs) I always joke and say, everything starts in your brain. It's mental clutter, you know? And it's like literally what, what you're telling yourself. And we're all human. So we're all sometimes not telling us the nicest things. (laughs) Um, So, Getting back to my question, so you were able to overcome these negative voices from the outside by focusing on a goal. Is that how you help your clients too? taking them like when when they're struggling, you're helping them find the right goal and focusing on the goal? Is that the journey that you're suggesting?
1: Not necessarily. Uh, What I normally tell my clients is, uh, it's the gratitude piece, right? Focus on what is going well in your life and not dwell on what's negative in your life. For instance, I have this exercise I teach my, my clients. When you wake up in the morning and before you grab your phone or turn on the television or radio or whatever your morning routine is, take a few minutes just to think about what you're grateful for. It could be your family. It could be your friends. It could be your sense of humor. It could be just that you woke up this morning You know, if you're really having a bad, bad time of things. And that starts your day off on the right foot. So you start to focus in on all the positive things that happen in your day. Like you could get a, uh, a, a notice on your phone that you got a free coffee. And, oh, look at this. It keeps building and building and building. And if you do that, you're going to have way more good days than bad days. Um, because you could also look at it the opposite way, right? You could be looking at all the negative, right? Uh, you know, you could be driving to work and you have a flat tire and you could say to yourself that's my luck. I always have bad luck. Of course, I would get a flat tire because I always have bad luck. Well, you have bad luck because you focus in on all the bad things that happen during your, your day, and that's the reason why you have that bad luck because that's what you're focusing on. And um, it's a choice, right? You could look at the positive things, or you could look in the negative things. And and what, what I teach my clients is it's better to look at the positive things because it's going to set your day up better. You're going to have way more. You're going to have way better good days than bad. And I'm, not, and I'm not trying to tell, you know, your audience that, you know, you should put on this front to be happy all the time. I'm not saying that at all. We're all human beings and we feel feelings, right? So we're entitled to, to be angry and sad if, if that, that happens because, you know, it's life. Life will happen and it will make us angry and sad. But there's going to be a time that you're going to say to yourself, I don't want to be angry anymore. I don't want to be sad anymore. And at that point, you're aware that you don't want to feel that way anymore And that's when you bring in the gratitude piece. Okay, what is going good right now in my life? And that's what we focus on. And it's a constant struggle and it's hard. And we have to continually uh, remind ourselves of this every single day.
0: Mm. I love that. And it's kind of uh, funny because when I work with my clients, we do something called the love tour. That's the first step we do. We go and we figure out what actually they love in their home. So I focus on the positive things too before we even start dealing with clutter. So it's kind of similar, you know, you like you, instead of focusing just on the clutter, we're focusing first on, okay, what do they love about the home? What made them choose this home or this house, this apartment, whatever? And and then where are the areas in their home that they actually really like before before we even go and figure out what needs to go? So that's, that's interesting. Um, I didn't even know that you're doing that because I thought from looking at your website, it sounded like you're helping a lot of clients mainly uh, reaching their goals by, by um, uh, figuring out the right goals and then um, uh, planning the steps they need to take to get to the goal. But I love that you start with the gratitude, which um, helps so much. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it a lot of times, you know, people come to me about goals or or things of that nature, but then it just becomes more about mindset. Uh, you know, basically helping their mindset. I mean, a lot of times in, in in life, you know, you know, people have families and they have to keep the strong face, right? They they don't want to show any weakness to their family. They don't want to worry their family for you know their struggles with you know their emotions or financially or whatever, whatever's bothering them because they want to make sure that they're the leader and they, they, they make sure everybody else is okay. And I allow that, that space, that non-judgment space where they can be vulnerable with me and I won't judge them and allow them to explore that their emotions that way that they're stronger. Cause I always say this, and, and this is something that I've learned later in my life that being vulnerable is a strength, not a weakness. And it took me a long time to realize that, but, but it is the truth. Uh, the story I told you about having cerebral palsy, I was ashamed of that story. The reason why I was ashamed of that story is because all through my childhood, all I wanted to be was like the other kids. I didn't want any special treatment. I just wanted to be one of the other kids. So I, I, didn't, I buried it. Um, I, didn't want, I didn't want that. But then when I, I, I started doing the journey of wanting to become a mindset coach, I thought to myself, how are these people that I'm, I want to help, how are they going to open up if they don't know where I'm coming from? And I thought it was very important that I, I allowed to be vulnerable with them so they would feel comfortable to be, to be vulnerable with me. So that, that's been a, a great, great transition in my own life.
0: Yeah, that, that that's that's totally true. And and the, what comes to my mind is then all the work from Brene Brown around vulnerability, and um, and it, literally the society sometimes doesn't want us um, to feel the so-called negative emotions. They're trying to, they're trying to shut us off. Possibly, like I just remember when I went through. Uh, decluttering sometimes um, with people and they start crying and then right away they're oh I'm so sorry I'm so sorry which sometimes it's healing if they can just let it out and then and then we can move on rather than stuff it down but society kind of we're still maybe it's getting better now slowly but we're still kind of like in that mind mind frame or mindset that yeah we can't show any weakness we have to be we have to be always um, at our best and then have this facade up, which is um, extremely exhausting, I would think. So it's, it's wonderful that you can um, hold that space for, for your people that come to you because of, of your story. So that's very inspirational and um, empowering, I would think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, we I work with some great uh, people, um, and I remember um, one one of my clients. Just to give you an example, um, I won't get into too much detail because I want to keep the privacy. But uh, she was coming to me, and uh, she was not in, in a good good spot, spot. And I could tell by her voice. And I was thinking to myself, oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be hard call. And she was going on about you know everything that was going on in her life at that, at that point in time. And I was taking notes on, on what she was saying. I let her let her go on and, and tell what, what was going on in her journey there. Um, and then I said, okay, do you get everything out? And she goes, yeah. And um, I pointed out all the positive things that she was doing because she wasn't looking at any of that. She was just because she was so fixated on the negative. She missed all the positives. And I'm like, you're doing this correctly. Look at, look at how well you're doing that and this and this and this. And I'm not saying by the end of the call that she was jumping for joy, but you could tell in her voice that she, that she was a little bit upbeat because she, she wasn't realizing all the positive things she was doing. She was just focused on the negative. And, and just by that, I felt like that was a win that that I was allowed. I, I, I was able to open her mind up to what the positive things that was going on in her life. So, so that, that's a lot of what, what I do.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So to be mindful of the time, what you th- um, where do you prefer people to come and lock you out? If somebody is now inspired and thinks, oh, I need to talk with Paul. Um, I need to find out more about um, how I can focus more on the positive things in my life. Where, where would you want them to go? I think you have a podcast too, is that right?
1: Yeah, that's right. So, so yeah. So, thank you. So, the easiest way to get a hold of me is through my website, acalltoaction.coach and i even have my cell phone on there so you can even call me and we can set up a free consultation to see if uh, that we're fit for each other and uh, you mentioned I, I do have a podcast it's called actions and limits and in our, our and i do it with another coach and basically our theme is if you believe you can achieve so we bring on people you know that 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 are successful now, but we dive into their struggles as well as their successes so that the people can learn from how, what they did to become successful and see their downfalls and, and pick them and, and see what they did wrong so that, that people listening know not to go that route and, and go off what positive things we're doing. So yeah, actions limits podcast.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I will put that all in the show notes so that people can find you you have any last words of wisdom or a last tip or something you want to get off your chest that we haven't talked about yet?
1: Yeah. The, the thing I would want to tell your viewers is everybody has a special talent, you know, whatever it is, everybody has it and you just got to find it and it's okay if it takes you a long time to find your passion, just find it. It's, it's not always about the, the destination; it's about the journey. And once you find that passion, just let it show so the world can see how great of a person you really are.
0: Thank you. That's beautiful words. We're truly all um, uh, special in our own way. And I I love it when we can shine, which is um, (laughs) a lifelong journey. But yeah, thank you very much, Paul, for your time and for your wisdom and sharing your story with us Um, the powerful and inspirational story. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Connie. I I had a a lot of fun going on your podcast.
0: Okay, my friends, that was my conversation with Paul Fortune. Some of you might wonder what this all has to do with decluttering. But guys, it's decluttering of the mind, the most important clutter clearing you can ever do. And to be honest, I do struggle lately a lot with mental clutter, while my life took some unexpected turns. So I talk with these people as much for my sake as I hope it helps some of you. Or at least one of you. You. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today and listening all the way to the end. If you found value in what Paul and I were talking about, please let me know. You find my social media handles in the description. Shoot me a private message. I want to hear from you. Also, share the episode with your family and friends, because if you find value in it, they might too. And if you want to find out more about Paul, his podcast and how he helps his clients, you find all the links of the things we were talking about in the show notes and the show notes you find at com forward slash podcast forward slash 41. That is conigraph C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F dot com forward slash podcast forward slash 41. Now, one last ask. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you love my podcast, you can help me spreading the word by going to Apple Podcasts and write a five-star review. (laughs) This will help that more people find the podcast and can move from chaos to peace in their life and business. Thank you again. Have a beautiful and amazing week and weekend. And please subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you next time and take good care.